Welcome to Equippers Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy. For more information, check out equipperschurch.com. All right, how are we doing? Good? On this 5 p.m., which could be also the 6 p.m.-ish, but it's the 5 p.m. It's only once. Uh, anyway, anyway, moving on, moving on. Hey, welcome to church tonight. It's great to have you here, and especially if, this is, if you're visiting Equippers, we want to just say welcome. Our heart, as always, is that you would know the love and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if there's anything that we can do to help lead you to that place, to find revelation of His love and His grace in your life, please come and talk to us. We'd love to share and talk to you about our journey, about how He's uh, been so gracious to us. And, and uh, we believe that living life with Jesus is the greatest, greatest way to live life. Amen? Cool. Hey, we're, um, we're starting a new series tonight. We started it this morning, and it's all based out of John chapter 4. And in John chapter 4, there's the story of when Jesus has to travel through Samaria. And um, he, he travels through Samaria because um, they're needing to get to actually another destination. But the fastest way through is actually going through this area. But the challenge with this time is that um, in Samaria, it was, it was like, it was like um, you know, uh, I could say, is it like if we wanted to go to um, Singapore, but we had to go through Australia? Anyone? No, okay. Oh, just a few people. Um, but it was, it was one of those things where there's that rivalry that people actually, there was disgust between the nations. No one really wanted to go through it. But tonight, I just want to talk about, about Jesus and how he decided that he needed to go through this place. But I thought one of the best ways to understand some of the scripture is to watch it on the screen. And so tonight, we're just going to watch a little bit of John chapter 4. So uh, don't go to sleep. Just let's pay attention to the screen. Would you give me a drink? Did you hear me? That's bad, huh? What? You, would you ask her to drink from me a Samaritan and a woman? I'm sorry. I should have said please. You know, it's not safe for you to be alone out here. Nor you. Why haven't you come with others? Why so late in the day? Don't women come to the wells in the, the cool of the morning? Yeah, well. None of them will be seen with me, so I have to come at noon in the heat. You have so kindly reminded me. Why won't they be seen with you? Long story. I'd, I'd still like a drink of water if you can spare it. Amazing what a parched throat will do. Aren't I unclean to you? Won't you be defiled by this vessel? Maybe some of my people say that about your women, but I don't. Yeah? And what do you say? I say if you knew who I am, you'd be asking me for a drink. Really? And I would give you living water. Would. Except that you have nothing to draw water with, and this is a deep well. Besides, what do you need from me if you have your own supply of living water? Long story. But Jewish water is better than Samaritan water. Hmm? That's not what I said. Are you a better man than our ancestor Jacob? 
who dug this well? Your water is better than his? I know, Jacob. And everyone who drinks this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks the water that I give him will never be thirsty again. Wouldn't that be nice? The water I give will become in a person a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Really? Yes, really. Prove it. First, go and call your husband, then come back. I will show you both. I don't have a husband. You are right. You've had five husbands. And the man you're living with now is not your husband. <laughs> oh, I see. You're a prophet. You're here to preach at me. No. Usually the one good thing about coming here alone is I can escape being condemned. I'm not here to condemn you. I've made mistakes. Too many. But it's men like you who have made it impossible for me to do anything about it. How? Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain. But you Jews insist Jerusalem is the only place for true worship. They say that because the temple is there. Yeah. Exactly where we're not allowed. I'm here to break those barriers. And the time is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. So, where am I supposed to go when I need God? I've never received anything from God, but I couldn't thank him even if I did. Anywhere. God is spirit. And the time is coming and is now here. That it won't matter where you worship, but only that you do it in spirit and truth. Heart and mind, that, that is the kind of worshiper he's looking for. It won't matter where you're from or what you've done. Do you believe what I'm telling you? Until the Messiah comes and explains everything and sorts this mess out, including me. I don't trust in anyone. You're wrong when you say that you've never received anything from God. This Messiah you speak of, I am he. The first one was named Ramin. You were a woman of purity was excited to be married, but he wasn't a good man. He hurt you, and it made you question marriage and even the practice of your faith. Stop it. The second was Farzad. On your wedding night, his skin smelled like oranges. And to this day, every time you pass by the oranges in the market, you feel guilty for leaving him because he was the only truly godly man you've been with, but you felt unworthy. Why are you doing this? I have not revealed myself to the public as the Messiah. You are the first. It would be good if you believed me. You picked the wrong person. I came to Samaria just to meet you. <laughs> Do you think it's an accident that I'm 
I'm here in the middle of the day. <laughs> I am rejected by others. I know. But not by the Messiah. And you know these things because you are the Christ. I'm going to tell everyone. I was counting on it. <laughs> Spirit and truth. Spirit and truth. It won't be all about mountains or temples. Soon, just the heart. <laughs> you promise. I promise. This man will be everything I've done. Oh, he must be the Christ! <laughs> Rabbi, we got food. What would you like? Ah, I have food to eat that you do not know about. Who got you food? Someone's always worried about the food. <laughs> Isn't that cool? I don't know how many uh, people have actually hooked on to the Chosen series, um, but it is a great, it's a great way to watch the Word of God. And, um, you know, coming across that, uh, that little snippet out of one of the episodes, um, it's a great way to, for it to come alive. I don't know how you felt watching that um, this, this evening, watching um, the interaction between Jesus and, and this woman. Um, and so tonight, um, I want to talk about and unpack, and this series is called uh, Worship in Spirit and in Truth. Um, but tonight, I don't want to go into what is the Spirit and what is the truth. I just want to talk about uh, what is worship for a, a small amount of time. And then oh, as we finish off tonight, let's believe that uh, we can worship the Lord in spirit and in truth as well. Is that cool? All right. Um, I'm just getting... There we go. Um, when, it, when it comes to worship, it, the worship really means to break it down as to, as to honor and esteem or to lift something high. Uh, there's there's the Greek word, and I shared about this this morning. Called um, uh, where is it? Let's zoom in. Proskineo, that's right. And it's it's the it's it's the um, it's the idea and the like. You how, how you know how uh, you kiss the emperor's ring? Anyone? Uh, and, and I don't know if you need to do. I don't know how you do things at home or how you honor people at home. Um, anyone, I've, one of my friends has just become the deputy mayor of the Kapiti Coast. And um, actually, one of their titles is Your Worship. Did you know that? You're supposed to call the mayor Your Worship. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, well, that's a good way to honor. Um, all that sort of stuff. But uh, there's, there's other things where it talks about kneeling down and, and prostrating yourself on the ground, um, observing or paying homage to or um, showing respect, or showing superior rank. Um, it's bringing honor and grace to a deity, i.e. God, or Christ, or a heavenly thing. Um, it also actually says here you can worship um, uh, un, um, ungodly things. 
demonic realm, all that sort of stuff as well. But tonight I want to talk about obviously worshiping God. Amen? Who's excited about that? We don't want to go to bed with nightmares. Uh, we were here to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I, I don't know about you, but I love watching. I'm a visual person, and I love watching that interaction. And um, Anyone ever started off having attitude with Jesus? Anyone, anyone had attitude with Jesus? Um, rightfully, maybe the lady, she, she life, was, life was pretty tough. And you, you see that grapple, and you see that interaction, how uh, these actors work together, but, um, but you really did catch the heart of, of, and the love and the grace of Jesus. And slowly, as truth came out, as understanding came out, as love came out, as compassion came out, even purpose came out. I, I don't know about, the, about, about you, but it'd be pretty, it's pretty amazing to think that, that Jesus wanted to go there first. I mean, put yourself in her position for a moment. And in, and in fact, you actually can put yourself in her position, but in your position. Because in all of our lives, there is a situation where Jesus wanted to meet us, where Jesus wanted to meet you. I shared this morning that I went to a Christian camp just north of Wellington on the Kapiti Coast called El Rancho, and I went to kids' camps. And um, when I was 14 years of age, I realized Jesus wanted to meet me. That was where my well was. I, I, I don't know about you, but even take a minute right now and just remind yourself was, of where was your well? Where was the moment? When was the moment that you found well, you think you found Jesus when, you, when Jesus turned up on your doorstep. When he found you. He found your mess. He found your situation. He found your, uh, who you are. He, found, he pulled you out. In, in this situation, we see that this, this woman had been through a whole lot of stuff. And I love the creative writing here or the uh, articulation, but how Jesus just started to name. He's like, named the first husband and... And, and interacted and understood the situation and understood the grace and the compassion that he had for her and goes on and then it started to break down those barriers. Can I tell you tonight, when you choose to open your heart and worship to the Lord, it doesn't matter about all that stuff. What matters about is what is going forward. And so when just a few things and this to share as, as we go into tonight and into the series is, you know, worship, is, worship will take you on a journey. Uh, worship will, will take you on a journey. The Bible says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, it says, All those who are heavy burdened and weary, come to me and I'll give you rest and I will walk with you and work with you. Who, who likes going for walks? Yeah, some people. I've recently taken up walking. It's a lot more fun than running. And... Uh, it's a, but uh, I, I try and do a 5K walk every day. It's not a massive distance, but it's, an, it's enough for me. Um, but I'm enjoying my walking. And, and in that walking period and all that walking time, I'm, I'm generally am I listening to something about a podcast or something, or, I'm, or I, I sort of walk out with the podcast, and as I turn around, I try to pray on the way back. 
Um, I run out of things to pray because, you know, you've got to work on prayer. But, uh, so I then turn on some worship music and I listen. But there's just that worship. There's just that journey. I don't know about how you do it. How do you go after God? How do you walk with the Lord? I, I pray that it's just not Sunday. I really do pray it's just not Sunday because, man, Sunday runs out. <laughs> For me, Sunday runs out. Well, I've got there's, a, there's enough pressure and things in life and road rage and red lights and uh, I don't know. There's so many things. I need Jesus more in my life. I'm like, okay. But, but worship will take you on a journey. I, I shared this morning about in Matthew chapter 2 how the, the wise men actually went on a journey to find Jesus, to find the baby Jesus. You know, it didn't all happen on the one Christmas, the very first Christmas, all those stories. It actually, it was uh, two years later. The, the, the wise men, the astrologers, found Jesus. They followed the star, and they went to Bethlehem and, uh, and to Jerusalem, it says here. And that time was, sorry, I'll just read it. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king? Oh, newborn king of the Jews. We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. And I, I, wonder, I wonder what you could actively put in your life this week. What you could actively put into the journey of worshiping Jesus. It will take you, he will take you on a journey. I, I shared also another thought around um, Abraham. And in Genesis chapter 22, and the, the whole concept in Genesis chapter 2, there was Abraham and Sarah, and they weren't able to have children. And then God comes to Abraham and gives them this massive promise, this, this amazing promise. He says, you know, in a year's time, you're going to have a child, and um, you're going to, you know, have sand, seashells, all that sort of stuff. Um, read it for yourself. I'll tell you, I'm letting you go on the journey. Um, and, and so that's cool. A year later, there is a blessing there is a child and but then a number of years later the lord comes back to him and says now i want you to take your son and i want you to sacrifice him because the lord was testing abraham in his journey and so abraham goes on this journey and in verse 20 verse 4 of chapter 22 it says on the third day of their journey abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance stay here with the donkey abraham told the servants the boy and I will travel a little further. We will worship here, and we will come right back. I don't know about you, but that's an amazing heart. Abraham's carrying an amazing heart here where, where there's been a promise and there's been a blessing that's been promised to Abraham, but then now God's told him to go and sacrifice his son. I don't know if you've ever have been walking through life and things have gone from good or from bad to good, and then to challenging, and to trusting God, and to going from bad into good. Has anyone experienced that? I, you probably all have experienced that. And as, but here I liked how Abraham's reply was, wait here while we go and worship there. I, I want to encourage you tonight, worship is a journey. And can you have the courage, and can you have the faith to, to be able to say, wait here while we go and worship there, when, when things aren't going the way that we really believed them to go. And I love the fact where as 
where Jesus is talking to this woman. And this is almost about a, hey, just be here right now. I'm going sh- to talk to you. I want to talk to you about how life is going. I want to answer some of these questions. And, and she was humble enough to stop. And she was humble enough to wait. And she was humble enough to listen. And as she listened and as she journeyed with Jesus in that conversation, man, did the, the Lord start opening her heart and did he start speaking into her life. Let's journey with the Lord. Is that cool? The next thing I just wanted to share with you, another the same points as this morning, but we're going to close up a different, a little bit differently. It says worship is a choice. Where there's a time coming when we will worship in spirit and in truth. But what we worship is a choice. Well, you, you can choose what you want to worship. You choose how to worship. You know, you choose what you worship with your time. You choose what you worship with your talent. You choose what you worship with your treasure. Can I tell you what you worship with your time? Just open up your phone right now. Find the screen time. And it'll, it'll tell you what apps you've been on the most. Anyone brave enough? No, no, no. no. Yeah. I know Anna's will be Candy Crush. <laughs> But we worship with our time. We choose on what we want to give our time to. We choose on what we want to put our, 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 our faith and our life into. But we, we make a choice. In Matthew chapter 16, I love the question that Jesus poses to his disciples. Because there's been a whole lot of chatter. There's been a whole lot of talk about who is Jesus. And so Jesus actually just says out straight out to his disciples, he's like, who do who do man say that I am. I like what Peter says here, or Simon Peter, it's paraphrased here in the answer, because Jesus changes Simon's name to Peter. But who do, what about you, he asked, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by the Father in heaven. I tell you that You are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. And I will give the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound on heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosened in heaven. And he ordered the disciples to not tell anyone that he was the Messiah. There's this decision time when Jesus says, Who do you say that I am? Ah, it's a great question because our answer builds a faith. Our answer builds a rock of revelation because our answer about who is Jesus to us is, is, is critical to our faith. Jesus even explains it to here, and he says, Simon, uh, and, and I'll, you, let's just read it, verse 18, and I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. See, there on that revelation, God's going to build his church. So who do you say that Jesus is? Who is he to you tonight? Is he your Lord and Savior? Is he the Messiah? Is he the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Is, is he the beginning and the end? Is he, is he the one that we celebrate next week is that he died on the cross, was crucified and rose again to take my sin, your sin, our sin? Who is he to you? 
Have you made a choice to acknowledge Jesus as your Lord and Savior? I want to encourage you. Worship is your choice. You get to choose who you worship. Just lastly here is worship is intimate. Worship is something that only you can do. Uh, Really, when it comes to lifting up the name of Jesus, it's about coming into a place where in worship it's intimate, uh, intimacy. Uh, Maybe you've heard this phrase before, but when the word can be broken down to into me, see. I think that's a great way when we worship God, we're saying worshiping you, Lord, into me, see. Who's ever brave enough to go, Lord, worship, worship and look into me? Like we read that scripture, read, read Psalm 139 this morning, and the very last scripture, it says there, it says here, point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. You know, worship can be real vulnerable. It can be a place where you can actually get on your knees. You could actually lie on the floor. I'm not saying you need to do that. But it's a place where you can cry out to Jesus. It's a place where you can humble yourself and you can say, Lord, I need you. I need you in every area of my life. Worship team, if you guys can jump up, that'd be cool. So we've got worship as a a journey. Worship is a choice. But worship is intimate. I love the fact that um, I want to go back to the story and sort of finish on the story. I, I, love, I, love the, lo- I just loved watching the whole interaction. And uh, she's there and she's talking with Jesus. And, and there's, there's this moment, I don't know when you, if you caught it, but there's this moment where just things shift just a little bit. And that's that moment of revelation. When she shifted and she knew that Jesus was the Messiah in that moment. And there was this moment, and I love it, where because it, it goes out and, and she, she, she goes off skipping. Anyone notice that? It's like, you know, there's a group of people walking back. The, the disciple that was, had all the food. And, and she walks past them. This man told me everything about me. Why? That's just weird, right? Not when you've had a revelation of who the Messiah is. Oh, it's not weird at all. Fully not weird. This man told me everything about me. And there's this, there's this joy. There's this skip in her heart. There's this, there was this excitement. And in fact, we haven't got the scriptures up on the screen, but I want to read you a few more following from John chapter 4. She keeps on going. She goes down. She says, come and see a man who told me everything I did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Meanwhile, this is obviously the disciple who was in charge of the food. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus, Rabbi, eat something. (laughs) 
a little bit further down in verse 39 to 42, many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, he told me everything I ever did. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. So he stayed there for two days, long enough for the many more to hear his message and believe. Then they said to the woman, now we believe, not just because of what you told us, but because we have heard him ourselves. Now we know that he indeed is the savior of the world. Worship's a choice. Worship's a choice. Worship is a journey. Worship is intimacy. When we let Jesus look into our lives and we surrender our heart and we, we choose to worship Him and we choose to give Him our life and we choose to go on this journey, it's a choice. My prayer is I pray it leads to you skipping down the road saying, He told me everything about me. Why? Because a whole lot of people came to know Jesus. Now we did this new song tonight as I speak Jesus. And I wonder if that could be us skipping down the road. I wonder if that could actually just be our declaration tonight to skip down the road singing this song. So we're going to get up, I'm going to skip down the road outside. No, we're not. <laughs> what sort of, that's Okay. But I am wondering, like, if we could actually worship Jesus and make a choice, go on this faith journey, let Him look into our lives like He looked into this woman's life. And He didn't bring shame. He didn't bring condemnation. He brought truth and love. But this song tonight, I, I really believe it could be a declaration to lead us to skip down the road and speak some of these things. Jesus over. Jesus over this. Jesus over our family. How many people in this room have got people in our families that need Jesus? This could be a declaration of worship to say, Jesus over our family. Many of you know, if you've been part of this church for a while, I'm praying for my side of the family. I'm praying a lot of my family don't know Jesus. A lot of Desiree's side of the family, they do know Jesus. There's still people that we're still praying for. But it could be we're skipping down the road. Maybe it's Jesus over your workplace. Maybe it's Jesus over our city. If you've got nothing else to pray for tonight. But as we worship, we worship in spirit and in truth. But first, it's got to, we've got to worship. And He is the King of Kings. And He is the Lord of Lords. We've got to trust Him. We've got to lift Him higher than any situation. Exalt Him. Worship Him. Because when He's there, He pulls us up to Him, not us pulling Him down. And so if we uh, move this, and that'd be awesome. If why don't we stand our feet all together and let's finish by singing this song. But we're going to sing it with that heart of skipping down the road. Just like that Samaritan woman, that fresh revelation, believing that something has shifted in her life, but going to then shift something in the people's lives that are around her life. 
I pray tonight, Lord, that as we sing this song and as we declare this anthem and as we worship you, Jesus, would you, Lord, overflow that into our world? Would you, Lord, speak into family? Would you speak into the cities that are, the city that is here, Lord? And so, Lord, tonight, as we worship you, Lord, it's our choice. We journey with you. And Lord, into us, you see. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.